Greetings family and God bless you. I've just started a new series on the act of prevailing. I felt that God wanted me to look more clearly into the issues of prevailing because it's what we need right now in order to stand strong and not to give up the faith, to stand strong and not to quake, to stand strong and not to have weak hearts, to stand strong and not to fret. It is a very important time for the remnant, a company of people who on behalf of the rest of the earth must walk into an overcoming experience. We looked at Naphtali, one of the tribes of Israel, uh, the 12 tribes of Israel, and his name means uh, wrestling. So there was a prevailing because Rachel wrestled with her sister to have children. And I want us to know that the city of God is not only made up of 12 foundation stones named after the 12 apostles, but the gates of the city are named after the 12 tribes of Israel. So there, there are various aspects of the tribes and each one of those tribes of Israel needs to become installed inside of us. And if we're going to install Naphtali, then we'll have to become prevailers because Naphtali, that gate of Naphtali must be installed in us as a governmental gate and therefore we're going to need to prevail. Uh, I spoke about Jacob and we know how Jacob prevailed with the angel of the Lord so that his whole nature, character was changed completely from an earth being to a kind of a heavenly being even though it was natural and it was possibly not eternal or permanent but the fact is God gave us a natural act so that we might understand further. I also spoke about two separations and how those two separations, separation from God and separation from man, can be cured by the most important commandments that speak of loving God with our whole being and loving each other as God loves us. Now today I want to look at another aspect of prevailing that the Bible talks of and that is found in Exodus 17, 11. Now when Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And when he lowered his hand due to fatigue, Amalek prevailed. So very clearly, while Moses had his hand up and he kept the rod up in the air, Israel prevailed against Amalek. But when he got tired due to fatigue, he put his hand down, then Amalek prevailed. Now, you can see very clearly here that fatigue is something that can start, that can start to gnaw, eat away into your life. And sometimes one may feel that this situation we're going through is so extended and it keeps getting extended. And it's almost as if, I don't know whether I can hold out but I want you to know that you've got to keep your hand up. That's why the book of Hebrews tells us, strengthen the weak hands and confirm the feeble knees. Keep your hands up. Do not suffer from fatigue. Just be strong because soon we will break over the edge. And the Bible says then what happened is when two men were chosen to hold up Moses' hands, 
on either side. So the, the struggle was not only for Moses. They took it upon themselves to hold his hands. And when they held his hands and kept it up because Moses couldn't, he was getting tired. Then what happened is, the Bible says, Israel finally prevailed completely. Now there is strength to prevail when we stand and work together. That is why it's important to operate as one man. It is important that we stand together. Let's not be separate. Let's not keep to ourselves locked up in our homes. Let's make contact. It is also important that you hold the hands of your leaders in whatever we are doing right now so that your leaders will keep going and the benefits will be for all. And I'd like to say that by the team coming together and keeping Moses' hands up immediately, the victory came. Oneness is very important, church. Not only oneness in just saying amen on the group chat. Actually, it, 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 it's fine, but it's not the ultimate. Oneness is standing together. In other words, if I am strong, then you ought to be strong. You can't be crying over little things. See, we have to stand together on the basis of the word of God. We have to believe the same things. We have to declare the same things. We have to decree the same things. We have to be a people of substance. And I'm not saying that we must ignore the rules set by the country. We follow the rules. We don't put our Lord Jesus Christ to the test in any way. And as some people said, even the Lord Jesus Christ had to escape Herod's wrath when his parents were asked to take him away to Egypt and hide him there until the scourge was over, then bring him out. He was God in the flesh and yet he had to be kept in hiding. So we're not saying that we need to become careless. But what we're saying is, let's stand strong together. Let's be of the same mind. Let's be of the same word. Let's be of the same strength. We find another level of prevailing now in the book of Samuel when we look at the life of David. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone. And he struck down the Philistine and slew him. But no sword was in David's hand. Then said David to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear, a javelin. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the ranks of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will smite you and cut off your head, and I will give the corpses of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. So very clearly you can see that while Saul and his army did their level best in terms of getting the best armament, prepared themselves extremely well 
for everything that was needed to deal with Goliath. But the most important thing they left out, and that was to trust in the strength of their God. They failed to trust and depend and rely on the strength of God. Now, I know that we are to do many things to take care of our bodies. And I know that we do those things. We eat well, we eat healthy, we take whatever's needed. But I want us also to place our trust in God above everything else, above our foods, above our vitamins. While you take those, you trust in God because God is the one who will destroy this Goliath that we are facing right now. And here's a little boy who was not contaminated with the excess baggage of man-made rules and man-made equipment. But he depended largely and completely actually on the strength of his God. And when he came to Goliath and said that you come to me with all of your armament, but I come to you with no sword in my hand, I simply come to you in the name of my God who will deliver you into my hands. And we see the victory that David won for the whole of Israel, not just for himself. Now there will be a remnant company that will win this war for the whole of the church, but eventually that will augur well for all people, not only the church. One can only prevail in the strength of the Lord. He is our surety and our overcomer. So to be able to accomplish, here's the meaning of prevailing. It is having the ability to endure and to overcome. In other words, you must have the ability to endure, but you can't stay there. This endurance is never forever, was not meant forever. It's having the ability to endure, but also to overcome. It is to overcome and become a victor. It is to have great strength and to ride over the obstacles placed before you. Now, the Old Testament shows us a number of people that walked with this kind of overcoming and prevailing. Firstly, Abraham. When he went to Egypt, he trusted God. Even though he probably didn't give the complete story about his wife, Sarah, he said she was his cousin. He didn't say she was his wife. God still protected him and he trusted God completely. He also trusted God concerning his son, that God will raise him up if he killed him. Therefore, he said it's fine if he killed him because he knows God will raise him up. He came to that place also of getting ready to offer his son as a sacrifice. Jacob, Jacob prevailed even in the land of his uncle, Laban. He knew God will see him through and bring him out rich. He prevailed for his second wife whom he loved. He worked another seven years, he didn't mind, but he knew that's what he wanted and he prevailed. Samson prevailed even though he lost his authority and power by making a grave mistake and marrying Delilah. 
but he still prevailed even to the end. The Bible says, though they gouged his eyes out, he had so much strength that he pulled the chains that they had bound him with and all of the pillars of the building were brought down. Jael prevailed. She didn't go into hiding when Sisera pitched up at her home. She prevailed. She decided, I am going to either do this or I'm going to fail. And while some people attribute her skills to being a wise um, tent maker, it didn't depend on her skills. Actually, it was her ability not to fear Sisera. While the army of Israel were taunted by Sisera, and an army that was so well endowed could not catch Sisera, Jael, an ordinary woman, was able to pin his temples to the ground with a tent peg. We might say she had good skills there, but I say it is all God. God gave Sisera into her hands. God used her hands to pin him. Like that, God will use us in the season to bring great victory, not only to the church, but to others. Some of our healthcare workers are prevailing. No matter what you say to them, they can easily back out, but they are not. They're fighting for the lives of others on the forefront. It is why it's important for us to stand with them and keep praying for them. People like Ruth prevailed. She was given a great option to go back to her family and she would have been fine in the land, in the land where she was in Moab. She decided, no, even though I might have a better life here, but I will go with you because my destiny is with you. And when she went with uh, Ruth, uh, sorry, with Naomi, her mother-in-law, Bible says she had to prevail. She had to go out into the field and beg for grain. Then she had to pick up a servant's portion. Then she had to pick up a designated portion. And eventually she prevailed to becoming a co-owner of the, of the, the whole of the, the, the fields that Boaz owned. Esther prevailed. She could have given up. She could have said, Haman is not an easy man to deal with. Besides, the king also will not receive me so easily. And even when she did that and Mordecai warned her, what if you chose it for such a time as this? And remember, if you don't do this, God will choose somebody else to bring deliverance. Esther prevailed. She went in. She had patience. There were three times Esther had to go in to meet with the king to bring her request to him. She waited. The first time she didn't say much. The second time she didn't say much, but it was a third time that was highly strategic because by that time the king had already opened the scrolls and had looked at the, the good deed of Mordecai and Esther's petition was strengthened once the king had already looked at the scroll and found that Mordecai had saved his life at some stage. So Esther prevailed until that time deliverance was brought for the whole of Israel. David prevailed. It was not easy. David was, uh, was already anointed as a young boy at the age of 16 or so. 
he could have just sat back and rejoiced and said, I am already anointed, God has chosen me and that's it. But David had to prevail. He had to prevail against Saul. He had to prevail against the blind and the lame who said he will not come into Zion. They will not allow him. He had to prevail against Naaman. He had to prevail against uh, uh, a whole lot of, sorry, Nabal. He had to prevail against a whole lot of people, a host of people, ungodly kings who wanted to remove him even though his destiny was already designed by God. Have our destinies been designed by God? And are there issues that are trying to remove us from our destiny in this season? But these men prevailed. David prevailed. Paul prevailed. Paul struggled in many areas of his life. Even at a time when Paul said, I sought God. There was a thorn in my flesh, a buffeting by Satan. I sought God three times and all God said is, my grace is sufficient for you. When you are weak, then you are strong. My strength is perfected in your weakness. It's amazing. But when I look at that statement, I am reminded of the fact that the only way we are going to see the hand of God, the only way we're going to know the power of God, the only way we're going to know the strength of God is when we have nothing to give from our side, except faith except believing God. While we're still very strong and we have a lot to give, we will never enter into our heavenly status of God's power, God's strength, God's ability, and God's wisdom. This is a translation. The translation is from who I am to who God is. The translation is from what I can give to the nature and ability of God. The translation is, from all that I've learned, my experiences, my strong points, my giftings, they're so important. But for this next level of walk, even my own giftings and my own strength, my own abilities will not count because we are not dealing now with just earthly issues. We are dealing with heavenly issues. And you need heavenly authority and heavenly power, heavenly strength to shift into this next level of walk. So it's a very interesting time, church. And my prayer is that you will listen to these teachings, take the scriptures, meditate on them, and prepare yourself in a season of great prevailing and overcoming. Well, until we share again, God bless you. Greetings dear family and God bless you. We are very busy on the subject, the act of prevailing. I've come to realize that this is a season um, of great prevailing. Now, the difference between overcoming and prevailing is that overcoming means you have gotten over a situation quite easily. Um, you've completed, you've finished, um, you've beaten the situation, you've risen above it, but prevailing seems to have 
the understanding of a process uh, the process being one of overcomings that means the act of prevailing is that you are prevailing over circumstances to the place where you can finally say you are victorious and you have overcome so we have looked at a few um, teachings and a few scriptures in fact quite a few scriptures right from the old testament up to the book of daniel talking about um, prevailing and the word is used in the bible quite often in fact both words overcoming as well as prevailing is used in the bible quite often in the new testament we have a very interesting scripture in the book of matthew 16:18 to 19 and a very comforting uh, scripture that brings confidence to us when the lord jesus christ said and i say also unto thee thou art peter and upon this rock i will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it and i will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven now here's a great promise where the lord is saying he's going to build the church he uses peter because the word peter means a rock but it is not the same rock as petra which is the rock christ it is a smaller stone or a smaller rock or a small or a stone and he says you are peter you probably will understand this upon this rock and this rock he's talking about is basically the revelation that peter had of jesus being the christ now you see how critical this revelation really is that you don't remain with the jesus of nazareth the physical natural jesus that came into the world as a son of god but it was the revelation and the recognition of christ within the jesus that revelation became the rock upon which he says the church can be built and he says now he will build the church and the gates of hell when you use the word gates it's talking about the power the strength of something even the strength of hell the power of hell the authority of hell will not be able to prevail against it so here's a very very promising prophetic declaration by the Lord Jesus Christ that there's a church that he's building and it's going to be built upon the basis of the revelation or on the revelation of Christ and even the gates of hell will not prevail so maybe for the time being we sometimes look and see um and probably feel as if the dark world is certainly gaining momentum or seems to be overcoming or seems to be pressing or seems to be um bringing despair and uh, despondency to the church but clearly the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against the church so there might be a series um of 
experiences that the church is going to have to go through in order to reach this place of complete victory, complete overcoming, because the gates of hell can never prevail against the church. And also, on the basis of this revelation, the Lord says he will give us the keys of the kingdom. And the keys of the kingdom are very critical. Keys are not literal keys, but keys are um, revealed truth. Keys are the intelligence, the wisdom that is required in terms of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever we lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now the word prevail in this particular context means to be strong to another's detriment, to be superior in strength, to be the overcomer. So we can see clearly the church has, was never meant to be in a position of defeat, even if it seems as if for a time the church is going through trial or difficulty. Um, I want to read the same scripture from the Amplified for you, Matthew 16, 18. I tell you, you are Peter. In the Greek, you are Petros, a large piece of rock. And on this rock, Greek Petra. Sorry, Petros is Peter. But Petra is the huge rock upon which the Lord will build his church. And the gates of Hades, the power or the powers of the infernal region shall not overpower it or be strong to its detriment or hold out against it. So although one may feel as if uh, the church is not in a place of victory right now, but the powers of the infernal region will not be able to hold out um, against the church because God has already ordained that and God has already spoken it. God has already pre-planned it. God is in his church. He is the power within his church. He is the, the, the overcomer within the church. He is the victor within the church. So I want to take you to another scripture, which we have already done, but just to remind us in the present context of this particular title, The Act of Prevailing, 2 Thessalonians 1, 4-5. Therefore we speak of you with pride among the churches of God, for your steadfastness. Now the stead word steadfastness is very important. It is what we require right now to walk in that steadfastness. Sometimes we will find that we're not seeing the victory straight away. Sometimes we see victory coming slowly, little by little. Sometimes we almost feel as if, you know, what more can we do? But the word steadfastness is important. It is unflinching endurance and patience. I've come to realize that God allows us to go through some trials that don't always have results of victory straight away because he's building in us endurance, the ability to endure, the ability to stand and having stood to stand, to still stand. And that endurance, as Peter says, leads to patience. Patience seems to be a very important and a very critical part of the nature of God. The Bible says God is long-suffering and with patience he waits for the sinner 
to repent and to come to him. So part of the nature of God is patience. And therefore you and I will also have to develop patience. Patience comes as a result of endurance. So steadfastness means we must remain faithful. We must remain strong. You know, it is a season where we are almost being forced into a place to give up. We are being forced into a place to say something negative. We are forced into a place to begin to start grieving and becoming sorrowful, giving up hope, not wanting to go on. But the Bible's very clear that in the act of prevailing, we need to be steadfast, un- having unflinching endurance and patience. And he says, and your firm faith in the midst of all the persecution and crushing distresses which you endure. So I think this scripture is so relevant for the season because of the crushing distresses that many people are going through right now, even in the church world. But then he goes on to say in verse 5 is so important. This is a positive proof of the righteous judgment of God, a sign of his fair verdict, so that you will be considered worthy of his kingdom for which indeed you are suffering. So why is there need for the steadfastness? Why is there need for unflinching endurance? Why is there need for patience in all, in the midst of all of our persecution and crushing distresses? Simply this, that we are going through a judgment not for the wrong we've done. There is a judgment for wrong, for sin. But this is a judgment to count you worthy for the kingdom for which you are suffering. Now, does God need to do that? To really choose us, call us, predestine us, justify us, glorify us, and still allow us to go through these difficulties before we can be counted worthy of the kingdom? No, that's not the reason. The reason is that in the kingdom there is going to be need for this kind of endurance and patience because it is the nature of God. We're going to have to have endurance for the rest of the world as we administer and manifest the kingdom. We're going to have to have patience as we minister the kingdom and therefore these are very important attributes, characteristics, part of the nature of God. And this now becomes a positive proof that we've passed judgment because we've been able to endure and we are now ready to be considered worthy of the kingdom for which we suffer. I find the scripture very interesting and I realize that even through our difficulties that we go through in this season, whether it's financial, whether it's social because of of being uh, isolated, not being able to see family, whether it's physical, literal physical pain in the body, whether it is uh, spiritual, not being able to meet with a spiritual family, all of these require endurance at this time, requires the ability to stand strong, the ability to walk with unflinching endurance, the ability to have patience until the time comes when we can be free and we know how we've been trained through that period. See, the training is very important because once we are in the kingdom, 
training would have matured us and brought us into a place to become highly effective as kings in the kingdom in dealing with those who don't know God. If we haven't gone through the process and if we haven't gone through training, what happens is we can fail God. We would be just like the disciples who said, don't worry about Jerusalem. They don't really want you there. Just call fire down and let Jerusalem burn. And Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you are of. The Son of Man didn't come to destroy anyone. He came to save lives. So you see, training is very important for the next level of our walk. And then I want to take you to Acts 19.20 that I found very relevant in this season, even in my own life. Now, during the first part of the lockdown, I did say I'm convinced that we cannot just uh, live on the knowledge of the Word, neither can we live even on the revelation of the Word. But we have to now start experiencing the Word. In other words, the Word will have to be lived through us. We experience every relevant part of the scriptures that pertain to Christ because we are becoming that word. In other words, our formation, our blueprint, our DNA now becomes the word. So without the experience, we're not going to be able to, um, to actually be reformed and reconstructed by the word of God. And I love what the disciples said in Acts 19 and verse 20. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. So the word grew mightily and the word prevailed. Perhaps the question will eventually arise as to why is there need for a prevailing if it's a completed act by God. Now in this particular context, firstly, The word needs to be established, it needs to be written, it needs to be embedded, engraved in our hearts and in our minds until we are completely redefined by the blueprint of that word. Secondly, when we prevail over circumstances, we now become the word of God and the word of God cannot be challenged, neither can it be contested. You will find to the measure you walk with the Word of God inside of you, that Word will stand up to challenge anything that comes to attack you because that Word is already written and embedded and engraved in your heart. Number three, we are in essence passing over judgment now by our unflinching endurance and we are having gone through these crushing distresses, we now overcome and we prevail over circumstances. Because you see, everything was created by the Word. Everything. This whole earth, even the heavens, came into being by the Word of God. It is only the Word of God that will be able to redefine everything again. Nothing else but the Word of God. And that's why even the Lord said that um, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words endure forever. And God's word never returns to him void, but his word will accomplish the purpose for which it is sent. Number four, we are counted worthy through our prevailing to enter the kingdom. And not just to enter the kingdom, 
but to be rulers in the kingdom. Sons of the right hand, firstborn sons, kings, not the kind of earthly kings that sit on gilded thrones, but those who would manage the earth for God, ambassadors of the heavens on the earth, ministers of reconciliation in the earth, reconciling the world back to God, reconciling everything in the earth, managing the earth, bringing harmony and peace. And if you read um, Isaiah 11, you will see how even the animal world is at peace with each other. The wolf and the lamb would lie side by side. The leopard and the king will, 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 will also lie side by side. You'll find that the, um, the, the calf and the young lion and the kid, they will all be together and a little child will lead them. And then it goes on to say that even the cow and, um, um, and, and, and the lion uh, will eat together. Uh, or the cow and the bear will eat together and uh, their young will, will feed together also and uh, the lion will eat straw like the ox and um, a sucking child will place his hand on the hole of an asp uh, of a snake, a viper, it will not hurt him and a weaned child will place his hand on the cockatrice den uh, also a snake, poisonous snakes, and nobody will destroy or hurt on my holy mountain, says the Lord. So this is a very, very crucial moment for us to prepare for the next level of the kingdom. And the kingdom is not only running a church and leading people to God, but the kingdom is going to involve the whole of creation, the animal world, the sea, the plant world, everything humanity bringing everything back into a proper order therefore the process for all of us to walk accurately is very important so this process of prevailing is not one an overnight fly by night where we have an issue today and tomorrow it's gone um, we are learning how to walk step by step in a process of overcoming and that process is actually called prevailing. We're not going backward. Each day we get better. Each day there's an overcoming. Each day there's a new venture, a new overcoming, um, a new victory, until finally, I do believe, we are going to walk into complete victory, and that is not going to be long. Uh, so I want to encourage you to allow the word to prevail in your heart. Give yourself to the word of God. Spend time on, on scriptures like Romans 8. Meditate Romans 8. Meditate on Isaiah 11, Isaiah 60, Isaiah 61, Isaiah 62. Meditate on scriptures like John 14. Meditate on scriptures like 2 Corinthians chapter 4. These are very important scriptures. Meditate on them. Don't just take the, the word lightly and just read, but take portions of scripture. You have been given a reading plan. Take the reading plan. Concentrate. Recently, I think one scripture came up quite often. Um, Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and with supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Um, focus on these scriptures. Start to write them in your heart. 
and as you keep doing this you will find there's going to definitely be a a prevailing in other words each day gets better each day becomes more victorious and there is an overcoming so god bless you and i pray that um you are strong and that you are not giving up and that you hold on to the word god has been very good to our family and we know that everyone is well so bless you lots of love until we meet again we we share again